you're listening to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hi, welcome to Dear Alice. Today we have our very own Morgan with us today, and we are going to be talking about styling and organization for your closets. Ladies, the closet isn't what it used to be, is it? Nope. Nope. We make full rooms out of closets now. We've kind of become famous for it a little bit. That's kind of our thing. Yes. People always ask us about and be, they say, I saw you first when I saw Rachel Parcell's closet. I feel yes. like we get a lot of that. And so people want that. People want to live more lovely. And yeah, the closet is definitely not what it used to be. Yeah. In fact, we've even coined the phrase for the closets, the dressing room. Yes. We create dressing rooms now. And um, anyway, we wanted to bring Morgan on here today. I'll first tell you a little bit about her. She is, um, she's been with us for four years and um, Morgan can tell us a little bit about the work she did before she came to Alice Lane. Um, But she is an organization pro and she loves luxury And she knows all the best ways to hang clothes, organize clothes. And also what I love about her is she knows exactly what to do with purses and shoes. There's like different things that you do for different brands, depending on the bag. And so for all of our lovely photo shoots with um, influencers and great collectors of fashion, she knows exactly how to place the bags, the handles, some of the handles kiss. She's told us some, you do certain things with the straps. Um, anyway, I, a long, long time ago, I don't know, years ago, I hired Morgan to come in and help me with my closet. And, um, the editing is every bit as much important as what to do with the clothes that are going to stay in it. So, um, anyway, Morgan, will you first tell everybody, how did you, um, how did you go about getting started in closets and, um, yeah, how do you do it? Um, I was working in high-end retail, so I was working at Prada and Saks Fifth Avenue, and I always just have loved organizing and cleaning, but all my clients were like, I just need you to come see everything I have, and it kind of started that way of just cleaning out what they had so we could make room for more, and (laughs) that (laughs) was my goal. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't that sound like fun, everybody? (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) So... Um, and started that way. And I too found Alice Lane when I was in Chicago um, from Rachel Parcell's closet. And it always was kind of something in my mind that I knew I wanted to create. I wanted someone to have a whole dressing room. I'm like, closets are not built for enough of our beautiful clothing. They should be displayed like a beautiful retail space. Like when you walk into a high-end luxury retailer. And so when I saw Alice Lane, I was in Chicago, like I said, and I was like, they do- they're doing it. That's what I want to do. And now five years later, I'm here and I get to help them. And it just sometimes feels like a little dream that I get to do it every day. So it's fun. That is so fun. So today, Morgan works on our team, uh, the To The Trade team. So she helps interior designers that shop at Alice Lane um, fulfill their roles and helps them with anything that they might need for their projects, as well as she offers free design services. Um, and so people wanting new furniture for their homes. So it's kind of a side hustle for her. She has a little business called Posey's Closets, right? Yep. Yeah. P-O-S-I-E apostrophe. P-O-S-Y. Yeah. P-O-S-Y. What's the Instagram handle for that? P-O-S-Y-S Closets. Posey's Closets. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I do it on the side whenever I can, like do organized closets or organized pantries, really anything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and just try to make everything feel more luxurious. And uh, and so amazing to so have good. Morgan on our team to get to go in and fill these closets and, and thin them out and hang everything in a way that's, that's really organized. It's such a lovely experience. And I think um, now that it's the new year, it could be really fun for you guys to learn from Morgan's best practices and put some of this to use in your own closet. Or if you're dreaming of a new closet, um, we'll, uh, Suzanne and I can also share some tips on mm -hmm. what we do in the design process of building the ultimate dressing room too. But today's question is from um, Mel at Mel K. Kogs, um, she asks, how can I make my smaller walk-in closet feel large and glamorous like the ones you've designed for fashion influencers? It's a great question. So Morgan, you have to picture in your mind, um, just like the average walk-in closet. Yeah. What are some tips that you're going to tell everybody at home that has a walk-in closet? How can they make their closets feel larger and more luxurious? I think for me, it's less is more and you need to have it categorized. You need to just have it organized. Everything should have a home and a space mm -hmm. within your closet. And there's a few steps that we can get it to be that way. Um, but it doesn't need to be a full dressing room. You can still make it feel luxurious and like you're walking into a Prada or wherever your favorite you know, luxury designer store is. Um, so there's a few steps to get that way, but... Mm -hmm. It's possible. Yeah. We can do it. I think one of the things that was most alarming for me and really liberating at the same time was Morgan had me take all of my clothes out of my closet and I had to fight for what I really wanted to go back in there. <laughs> <She did. laughs> and, so, and so I would hold something up and Morgan would shake her head no and I would throw it in my bathtub and I would hold something up and she'd kind of cock her head sideways like maybe and then she'd say put it on and so I would put it on and then she would let me know if I could keep it or not. <laughs> so I will say to you, you need somebody in your life that you can trust that can be objective with you yeah. Because otherwise you're going to try and rescue everything and put it back in your closet again. Right. And in cleaning out your closet, you really do need to get rid of so many things that you just keep making excuses for. Or maybe you say, oh, it was expensive or it's so meaningful. Um, maybe if it's a wedding dress or something meaningful, it can go in a guest closet, but it doesn't have to take up room in your everyday no. closet, right? Yeah. So would you say one of your first tips would be to take everything out, yes, take everything out of the closet, start from scratch. So we're going to remove everything and we're going to make three piles. We're going to figure out what you want to keep, mm -hmm. what you want to donate, and you should sell a lot of stuff. Why throw away your beautiful clothes? They are beautiful, but they may not work for your lifestyle anymore. Yeah. So sell them, try to sell them or donate them to your friends. So make three piles mm -hmm. and this way it's more objective and you really have to think about every single thing you're doing. I know Marie Kondo's, you know, says, does it spark joy? And not only does it spark joy, but does it work for your life? Would you put it on right now? If you had somewhere to go, would you grab that piece? And if you don't, then throw it away. It doesn't matter how much you paid for it. Get rid of it. It should not go back into your closet because that is what's causing the traffic jam in the closet of all this stuff that you've made excuses for. Like Jess said, yeah, you need hopes to wear one day and you never will. Yeah. Let's be real. That's great. You know, I feel like we hold ourselves back too, because we are so emotional about those purchases that I love that. Just find someone totally unbiased, mm -hmm. like a Morgan. In fact, mm -hmm. Morgan, I want you to do this for me. <laughs> Everybody needs a Morgan. Find your Morgan and have them be really opinionated about it and opinionated for you to look your very best. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Do you have like a rule of thumb? Like if you haven't worn it in X amount of months or whatever, get rid of it? Yeah, I do. I, 
I always like to say if you didn't wear it last season, because I feel like it depends what time of the year you're doing it. Mm-hmm. But if it was a sweater and you didn't wear it all winter or you wore it once last Ooh. winter, it's time to part. That's a really good, good rule. rule. <laughs> I can think of a few things right now that didn't make the cut last season. That's yeah. great. Okay, so once everything's out, we've determined that we've got three piles. Um, we want to get all of the same hanger. Yes. Why the is that important? Hanger. Yes. Okay, so if you're walking into a showroom, yes, every single thing is hung on the same hanger. And that creates unison and it will look very clean and streamlined. And that is what most of our influencers are having. Mm-hmm. They have, everything's the same. It all looks very clean and streamlined. And that's the goal is to make this look like a showroom yes. and like every influencer's closet. So the first step, and I think the biggest impact you can make is having the same hanger. Yeah. And velvet hangers save so much space. Do you have a favorite hanger on Amazon or a favorite place to buy the black hangers? Yeah. I actually love Costco's hangers. Costco. Okay. $9 for 50. Wow. So it doesn't, nice. this, to have a luxury lifestyle, it does not mean you have to spend all the yeah. money. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I Good would tip. even say if you guys are even thinking about doing this, mm-hmm. next time you're at Costco, go and get, um, what do you think, 200 hangers? Yeah. I would get more than you think. Uh-huh. I, I would probably say five or six boxes. Okay. Is the average. Yeah. Some people need more. So is a box 50 mm-hmm. hangers? Okay. Yeah, and it's nine bucks. Yeah. So get all the hangers. And then that way, when you are in the mood to take on this project, you already have the hangers yeah. because you don't want to be putting your stuff back on your old hangers yeah. and then and then go buy the hangers and have to rehang yeah. them all again. So probably step number one is go get the hangers sure. right now. Yes. Right? Yeah. And then you're- And then when you're feeling it. Then you're ready. <laughs> you're ready. Yes. Okay, great. Okay, so next step, we've got the hangers, we've got the three piles, um, we're in the mood to do this. We've got an accountability coach with us that's gonna help. It's <laughs> gonna help us thin through our stuff and be really objective with us. Yeah. yeah, then what do we do? So then when you're hanging everything, it all needs to, I don't know if I can say this, but everything, the little phrase that I like to say is tits to the left when you're hanging. Mm-hmm. So it all needs to hang facing the left. Mm-hmm. If you're shopping in a, sh- in a retail space, if you notice everything's facing the same way mm-hmm. and that's what it should be for you. It's easier to shop your closet. Yeah. And that's what this experience should be mm-hmm. is as if you're shopping in your closet. That's the best. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So the fronts, the fronts of all your clothing are facing the same yep. direction to the left. That makes a ton of sense. It's a little phrase that, you know, yeah. you're probably going to just, it sticks. it's just going to stick. Yeah. I heard it a long time ago and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So tits to the left when there you're hanging. We go. Very good. And then you want to have it in categories. So I always like to have, if I have two hanging spaces that are on top of each other, I'd want the tops on the top shelf and the bottoms on the bottom shelf. Mm -hmm. It just makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's just how, like, imagine as if you're dressing yourself, top on the bottom. And then within that, it should be color categorized. And so it's light to dark Mm -hmm. and then short sleeve to long sleeve. Mm -hmm. So all of that will help make it feel more in unison and just really streamline your closet and make it easy for you to see everything that you have, um, which is really important. I think that's where people get frustrated. They don't remember where things are, but if you're getting dressed in the morning and you know you want to have a black shirt on, you just go to your black section and you've got it all right there. Mm -hmm. And it looks so nice too, because when you look at um, add everything in, in my closet, I have a lot of short hang. That means that, 
um, like what Morgan was explaining, you have an upper section to hang and a lower section to hang. We also in a closet have what we call long hang, and that is for dresses. Usually closets don't have as much long, long hang as they do short hang. So I have a couple sections of shirts in um, my short hanging section, but then I also in the, in the um, section below, um, Morgan calls them underpinnings and I have all of my tank tops, anything that's going to go under something. And I actually don't have those at eye level. I have those under my blouses because I want to choose my blouse first and then go down and try and find a nude tank top or an off white one or a black one or anyway, all my sleeveless stuff hangs below the belt because that's secondary to finding the blouse. Yeah. You might not have the luxury of being able to hang your underpinnings. Maybe those need to go in a drawer. Um, but if you can see them at the same time, it really makes getting dressed easy to just have everything out. And then it's easy to make a decision on what to wear. Did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality? Let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep. Cozy Earth Bedding is temperature regulating people. This is huge. If you and your spouse do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't, I'm freezing, my husband's hot. This is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us when we started sleeping on Cozy Earth. You can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products, I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your hand. hand. It's like slippery dolphin, like your feet swishing around is so, so addictive. I can't sleep with anything but cozy earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, Also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with cozy earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self-care, your sleep health. If you just head over to cozyearth.com and use the promo code Dear Alice for an exclusive 35% off. You guys, we don't have to wait for a sale. You can use this anytime. Again, the code is Dear Alice for an exclusive 35% off. Better sleep awaits you with Cozy Earth. Yeah. Yeah. It's also probably nice knowing what you don't have once exactly. it is categorized. Because mm-hmm. then you can be like, wow, I really am lacking in. I need a new white shirt. Mm-hmm. I need more collar. I need more. You can really identify what your needs are, yeah. which probably make, that'll make shopping so much fun, you guys. Exactly. Because you know what you're looking for and what you need. Yeah, you're not just grabbing whatever you see. Mm-hmm. Or you're like, purpose. I think I have a problem. I have too many. <laughs> yeah. I keep buying the same thing. I have only black tops. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should have five of the same one. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the next time you're tempted to buy that same black top yeah. again, you'll be like, I just gave away five of them and yeah. I still have 10 in my closet. Yeah, so I'm I've <laughs> officially on. OD'd. Yeah. Oh, Somebody's got to cut me off from yeah. this. Yeah. It's so therapeutic. I haven't even done it yet. And I feel like cleaner already. <laughs> <laughs> it's so liberating. Oh, it's the it. best. Okay. So after we sort things into categories and we've got those things on our beautiful brand new velvet hangers, um, what other advice do you have for us? This is probably sooner rather than later when you're putting stuff back in. But I think that it would really help everybody to have it based off the seasons. So I like to have spring, summer and fall, winter in my closet because it just makes for more room. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest problem that I see is everybody's trying to jam in all the things they own into one small walk-in closet. Mm -hmm. 
And so it just becomes stuffed and things are like falling out. There's no organization available because there's no space. Mm -hmm. So I really like to separate the two. You know, you can put them even in Ziploc bags, like the vacuum section ones underneath your bed after the season and then pull them out in the spring. And it's actually way more fun Mm because every season you kind of get to start over and like figure out what you need for that season. Mm -hmm. If you really want to keep your clothes. So that's probably something you should do in the beginning is Mm -hmm. sorting out based off the season and it'll help so that you have more space Yeah, to really see everything. Yes. One of the things that Morgan loves. Oh, also before you hang your stuff back in your closet, Morgan likes to get wax paper. Oh yeah. Tell him about that trick. Yeah. So when I was at Prada, we had to wax every single night, our racks. Every night? Mm -hmm. Every night. Tell him what it means to wax So you take wax paper Uh and you just run it along the top of the rod, like, and you know, when you're moving hangers and they stick, uh-huh. you can't really and they get make through anything sound. and they make a weird squeaking sound. It's just yeah. not fun. If you wax them and if you just run your hand through with wax paper on the top of the rod, they'll just slide all on over. Beautiful. So it's much easier to mm. actually see everything. Okay. So while the clothes are out of the closet still, yeah, you can next do it. step would be maybe like vacuum and clean it really well and yeah. then wax your rods. Yeah. And then you can start putting your clothes back yeah. in it on your beautiful hangers. Mm-hmm. I remember one thing that you said, and I'm like, oh, wouldn't this be such a beautiful way to live? Is the two finger rule? Yeah. yeah. We had <laughs> also at Pro- Prada. Yeah. Tell us about the two finger rule. <laughs> so you, after you wax your clothing rod, you have to section off each hanger within two finger spaces. So there should be two fingers between each hanger. If you work for Prada. If you work for Prada. No. Yeah. But if you have enough space in your closet or if you've. Mm-hmm you know, taking out seasonal things, you could have it spaced relatively similar, Mm -hmm. maybe not a full two fingers, but it's just nice to be able to see everything. And you walk in and it just feels Mm -hmm. really clean and you can shop your closet, see what you have in there and enjoy the clothes that you do have because you can see them. Yeah. And nothing's getting crushed or you get stuff back from dry cleaning. It's hanging beautifully. And then you're like smushing it with all the other stuff. You're like, oh, you pull it out and it's wrinkled again. You're like, dang it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, someday life goals, hashtag goals. I will also say to you that you will bring your stuff back from dry cleaning and it will be hanging on a metal hanger with a paper wrapper and it's not going to match your other hangers. And no matter how tempted you are, to hang that up. You've, I always hang my stuff on a valet rod and then I rip off the stuff. And then when I have a moment, I'll put it on the hanger and then stick it back in the closet. Cause you don't want to invite those no. metal hangers back in once you've done all of this work. That's something I like to do is when you're even with the clothing you're wearing that day, mm-hmm. take it completely off the hanger and take the hanger out of that spot. Cause you'll forget it. You go grab a different hanger when you're going to put it back in after you washed it. So just have a pile of extra hangers mm-hmm. kind of in the back of your closet or on a top shelf that when you're done with something for the day or you're going to put it on, take the hanger fully out so you don't have a bunch of empty hangers that just kind of get lost in the shuffle. Mm. What a beautiful life. So what a liberating. beautiful mind you have, Morgan. <laughs> I'm so liberated. I've never done that. I'm no, going to start doing that. Either. That is wonderful. On New Year's resolutions, this is really the perfect time. <laughs> yes, that is great. Okay, so let's talk about... So in, um, when we're designing closets, um, today it seems like all of the new construction we're doing is, um, it's a a bedroom and then there's a bathroom and then off of the bathroom now is the closet. Mm -hmm. Um, because people like to get out of the shower, dry off and go into the closet to get ready. 
Um, it used to be that there was a smaller walk-in closet and we would have dressers in the bedroom and all the drawers, you know, the clothes were half in the bedroom, half in the closet. So today, if we have the luxury of having room in a closet to have either an island or a peninsula or a built-in dresser, then that way all of the underwear and the socks and the bras and the pajamas and all the things that you fold can stay in the closet, which is really nice. Um, you might not have that luxury, but Morgan, there's sort of this point where how do we know what should we fold versus what should go on a hanger? Okay. Sweaters, you should always fold. Okay. Why? Any knitwear on a hanger, you're going to get those weird pokey shoulders. Uh-huh. You, you know, know the when ones. you take it off yeah. the hanger and then- It looks you, like the hanger's still in the it. The hanger's still weird. living in there. Yeah. Or you have so shoulder you, pads. Yeah. <laughs> weird ones. <laughs> weird, weird ones. <laughs> Alien-like. <laughs> yes. So <clears throat> you should fold all your sweaters- just it keeps them nice. Yes. Um, or as Tan France says, you should fold your knitwear. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Morgan did Anything Tan's knit. closet with us and she folded all of his sweaters in big drawers. And yeah, yeah what a luxury. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what a life. Um, also, I think it is nice to fold your t shirts. Hmm. If you have the space, you can hang them. But I think most people, you know, it's okay to fold your t shirts mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. fold. Your denim, if you don't have the luxury of enough space to have your denim hanging. Mm -hmm. But when you do fold, you just want to make sure you're able to see everything within your drawer. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest problem is that people start to rummage their drawers and they can't find something. So if you have them hanging or folded in a way that you can see everything, mm -hmm. it still will keep everything organized and clean. So... Very good. Okay. Here's a fun question really fast. I'm yeah. like thinking about my own drawers at home. Think yeah. about this, you guys listening. How many of your jeans do you actually wear if they're folded or if they're hanging wherever they are? How many are ones that you actually go to wear? I have like a lot, but I only wear like a few of them because you're only fitting some so many at that same time. What do you mm -hmm. usually suggest on things like that? Like if you're not fitting all these things, get rid of them. You mean like your size has changed? Yeah. Sizes are changing. Like what do you usually? I say get rid of it. Okay. Why, why do that to yourself? Liberation. I used <laughs> to do that. I'm guilty of it myself. Mm -hmm. But by the time I fit in them, they're out of style or I don't like them or I'm happy that I can fit in a smaller size jean and I want a new pair. Mm -hmm. So I really don't think that's fair to do to yourself is of hoping that one day you'll fit back into those denim, those mm -hmm. jeans. Like, yeah. Buy the jeans that fit you now and live your life <laughs> and move on <laughs> from what size you are. There you go. We should put it on I a t-shirt. <laughs> yes. There's the quote of the day. <laughs> quote of the day. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. great. Thank you. Very yeah. good. And also it's not <laughs> occupying all this room Yeah, and making it more complicated for you to get ready. Cause you're like, Oh thing. I wish I could wear you. You don't fit me. Exactly. Yeah. You're just, you're just so sad. A so cruel just, reminder. Yeah. yeah. Sad. Great it therapy. Just move on. Uh, get rid of I it. I think we could all say that about almost every section like t-shirt. Shirts, jeans, whatever. Like yeah. we do hoard too much and we don't need to. No. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. That's great. Thank you. Welcome. Okay. So let's talk about purses and tall boots and other things. Cause yeah. I feel like today we like to put so many of our things in the closet, mm -hmm. but I think that it's so much different than even when I was growing up. It used to be that I had a pair of tennis shoes, a pair of church shoes, maybe a pair of snow boots, I don't know. I maybe had all four pair of shoes growing up yeah. and maybe some stuff that didn't fit me that I needed to donate or something like that. But today I feel like 
we have a pair of shoes for any activity under the sun for so many different looks. Yeah. Like our shoe collections today are so much more robust than they ever have been. I feel like in the history of time. Yeah. What, how, where do we, how do we, what do you do with shoes? I love to use shoes almost as like a sculptural piece as far as styling in the closet. Mm-hmm. I know when I've done the closets for, you know, a lot of Alice Lane's clients, it, I use them as display and art because most of them are beautiful and they should be on display. So you want to make sure they're always in their pair Mm -hmm. and you want to use them. You want to have them on display. You want them like put them in shelves, style them with your handbags, make moments, stack them on books. Mm -hmm. And I think the sad thing is a lot of people don't get to wear all their pretty shoes. So they should be on display Mm -hmm. Um, with tall boots. You want to make sure that you stuff them. If you have the room, move a shelf so that there's, they can hang or like Mm. stand up straight. Mm -hmm. And if you stuff them with tissue paper, they're not going to fall and slouch and, you know, ruin these beautiful leather Mm -hmm. because most of the time they'll just like flop on the ground or shove them in the shelf. So if you have them stuffed with tissue or even like the wrapping that comes with it, Uh a lot of times, you know, it comes with something to put in the shaft of the boot. Keep that. Do you ever use like those boot forms? I've seen those too. Yeah. So yeah, those are are always good. Anything that can just hold the shape of your shoe, because I think that's most of the time they just end up getting ruined because Mm -hmm. you're just shoving them in the corner. Mm -hmm. But I think you can put them in places that you wouldn't think of like shelving. I love to put them in the open shelving that aren't maybe for shoes, but you can mix them with a great handbag and also stuff your handbags. Mm. If you want them on display, make sure you stuff them with tissue so they hold their shape and keep the duster that it comes with. So when you're taking it out, you can just put all of the stuffing in the duster. And then when you come back, you just put it right back in its spot. Ah, Very good. That's great. So is our shoes something that you also put in categories? Like, do you keep all your booties together? Do you put them light to dark? Do you put your ballet flats together? How do you, what's the best practice for shoes? If you do have, I have open shelves in my closet Mm -hmm. that go from floor to ceiling. Um, What's the best practice? I like to keep tennis shoes and flats separate. Okay. At the bottom, even just kind of unseen because they don't Mm -hmm. display very pretty. Yeah. So, I want to keep those separate, but as far as heels and booties, I do want them in colors because the whole concept is to make it look beautiful mm-hmm. and feel easy to access. Mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. that if something is color coordinated or in the same category, it looks similar and it's just a very streamlined mm-hmm. process. And so I do like to keep them in category and within color. Right. But then tall boots, you can kind of have separate as well mm-hmm. because they do take up so much space. A lot of people will do to safe t- uh, space saving technique is to go um, one booty facing forward, one facing back. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you, a practice you also employ or do you like them both facing forward? If I can, I want them both facing forward if and I want some facing to the side because I want to see the yes, heels. The profile. I, it really the just depends yeah. on the collection of yeah. the person yes. and the space they have, but one facing forward and one back is a great practice for most cases because there isn't the room yeah. to spread your mm-hmm. shoes all out. But if you guys want to see a beautiful example, uh, the first time I saw Morgan do the shoe facing sideways where you see the profile of the shoe was in Emily Jackson's closet. 
that we did the ivory lane. You need to go look at that one on our portfolio. We'll put it in our show notes. Um, but she had, I think the way her shoe display turned out was so pretty. There's of course space in between each Mm -hmm. shoe and it really did feel like such a high end retail moment. It was just glorious. After all the money Mm -hmm. you spend, you should enjoy them and get to look at them. Yeah. That's great. Another thing too, with some of these collections that we do again, so many shoes, like Jess said, Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of people will get into this in the second on closet systems and whether you do adjustable shelving or whether it's fixed for a lot of like, when you said ballet flats, we had a client that had the most, the most robust (laughs) shoe collection and Catherine's and we can put that on the show notes too. But she had had so many good ones. Those Gucci boots. Oh man. Can't stop. (laughs) Anyway, but she had so many like little ballet flats that again on a large, Mm. tall shelf, open shelf, it would have felt really scrawny to have all those little Tory Burch numbers. Shoes just on the bottom of the shelf and they have Mm. all that open volume that's not being used. Exactly. So when you do, and she requested, like, she's like, I have to have adjustable shelving because she was really petite Mm -hmm. and she had all these little shoes. And anyway, so it was so nice to really customize that experience Mm -hmm. for her and her collection Mm -hmm. by shortening those shelves to fit the size of shoe, the large boot, the booty, the tall heels with like really sculptural details. Yes. Anyway, it was so nice to have that adjustability. So if you can do that for yourself. I think you'll, again, you'll have a lot of more, you know, more space yeah. to store the things that you need to store. Yeah. And styles change and time changes mm-hmm. of what you have and your lifestyle. And so I think it is really important to make sure nothing is set in stone, make it adjustable so that you can change with whatever your collection is. Yeah. And any closet system will have that capability to be adjustable. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Soon I will talk a little bit more about sort of best practices in closet design, but Morgan, um, tell us about purses. What's the best way? I mean, obviously keeping the dust bags, keeping them stuffed. Is there a best way to display a purse? I know some bags are structured bags and they can stand up. Other bags are a little bit more floppy. Um, Do you put like with like if you are a bag collector? Do you keep all the Chanel bags together or will you put a Prada bag with a Chanel bag because they're both in they're both ivory bags. So do you want to keep the color together or do you want to keep the brands together? What's the best look? I don't really do. I don't feel like I categorize bags. Okay. I like to keep the ones that you love the most out on display. And I like to stack them on books. I like them to pair with a shoe that matches that. Mm -hmm. I like them to be their own moment and be a little art piece in your closet. Mm -hmm. And I think that will help make your closet feel like mm-hmm. one of these influencers closets. If you display your pieces and have their own moments and little stories. And even if they are floppy, if you just stuff them, mm-hmm. so just get a bunch of tissue paper, mm-hmm. stuff them so they stay full and they're not flopping down and they can, you know, sit properly on the books next to some shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, your straps, you just kind of have to tuck them around the back so mm-hmm. they should be crossbody around. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in Catherine Wong's, we can on the on her display of bags, you can see that if it has long strappy handles, you just wrap it around the back. Or if they have structured handles, um, they should be kissing, like Jess had mentioned earlier. So they just you have them standing up, and you just barely hold them together at the top, and they'll stay if you have them kissing each other. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, when you talk about the strap around the back, would that be like on a Chanel bag that mm-hmm. has a chain for, yeah. uh, 
for a crossbody strap. Yeah. So the chain would go around the back of the bag. Yeah. But on maybe a Prada bag that's more structured, that has the tall handles that are stiff. Right. Those should be kissing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. You just don't want things to be flopping around mm-hmm. or it undone. Yeah. You just want everything to look purposeful yes. and to have, you know. Yes. I love that. That is great. Um, the project that we were just talking about, um, Catherine's that has all the great bags and everything, it's called the dressing room on our portfolio. If you want to check that out. Um, so Sue, let's talk a little bit about when we're designing a closet. Mm-hmm. So we have, um, the small walk-in closet, like we just talked about, and I want, some of you guys might be thinking, oh, wouldn't that be great to have a bigger closet? We'll talk a little bit about if you have more room, some of the best practices that we employ in, um, when we're designing these and they can be anything and like the different types of construction, whether it's cabinetry, classy closets, or maybe your finished worker that does it, we'll get into that too. Um, but one of the things that I think is the ultimate luxury in closets is space. And there's something that we continue to do again and again and again. And I just want to say it out loud. So you guys can give yourself permission to do it too. If this applies, if you are living in a household and maybe your kids have left away from home The adjacent bedroom to your bathroom is a really great opportunity to bust through the wall and make that bedroom Mm -hmm. a closet. (laughs) (laughs) Just because because your house wasn't born with a big closet does not mean that you cannot make it a closet. And we've done that a lot of times. We just have to give people permission to be able to take Mm -hmm. over that room. It doesn't mean that you have to keep trying to make your small walk-in closet work. That second bedroom is a really great opportunity to be a closet. In fact, the project that we talked about, the dressing room on our portfolio, that is the perfect example. That was a guest bedroom turned walk-in closet. We've taken um, an office uh, and made it into a closet before by busting through the wall. Um, we've taken any room, any room that's adjacent. Oh yeah. Tan, the attic. Tan mm-hmm. Francis closet yeah, was yeah. the attic of his home. Yeah. 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 And you just took a little set of stairs just off of his bedroom yeah. up into the attic and the entire thing, you can see that on our portfolio too. Mm-hmm. It does have a pitch that runs the full length of it and we don't have a lot of height, but you'll be able to see how he came off the walls to create straights so that we had enough room to hang clothing. Um, so if you're dreaming of a great closet someday, you probably have the room Mm -hmm. and maybe, maybe think about that in the new year too, if you want to make that. So let's just pretend for a minute that you're like, Oh my gosh, I should take the the old nursery and make it my closet. Brilliant. Um, what are some of the things that we would do Sue in designing a closet? Um, we would look again, thinking about these rooms, the dressing room that you referred to that was, yeah, just like you said, it was a guest bedroom. And we just knocked a hole and she had a walk-in closet that was fine. It was fine. But again, her collections were so, so crazy that it was just bursting to the seams. Like you could not see anything in this closet. So anyway, we kind of collaborated and figured out, let's use this room. And we literally just like put a pair, like did a big opening from her closet into this guest bedroom. And then what you'll do, I mean, if you're probably going to use a designer mm-hmm. and possibly an architect um, to draft this up. You're really going to consider what is on all the walls of this extra guest bedroom. Cause you're going to have, it's going to probably have its own little closet. You'll have windows, you'll have doorways. And so really understand looking at all those different planes and seeing what of these like long span of walls could actually give me a lot of storage. Um, and that one office that we did turn into a closet off the bedroom 
there was a huge bay window. So a lot of it was window, which is so beautiful Mm -hmm. for this big closet, but it was something that we really had to think about and be like, we can't use any of that for hanging storage. Mm -hmm. So we had to get really clever. Or we would have to give up windows. Yeah. We didn't want to give up windows. No, it was at the front of the house and Yeah. yeah. And so anyway, we got really clever and we'll be shooting that probably hopefully in this like next six months or so. But yeah, you just have to be really thoughtful on, is this bedroom going to have enough wall space to store the things that I have to store? Mm -hmm. And again, you can use it for double hang. You can use like full walls for just open shelving for your shoes Mm -hmm. and you work with a designer, Mm -hmm. I would say to really kind of categorize all the things that you actually need Mm -hmm. to make sure that this is a good move for you before you start construction. Yeah. And I think another great practice is when most people in a standard home, the straights that they're going to hang your closet rods from, they're always going to do it at like 12 inches. And so your hangers are going to poke out into the space and you're going to be seeing all of that. We like to make those straight sections, the perpendicular sections, 24 inches so that it houses the entire hanger and all of the clothes. Mm You're going to want to get a lot of shelves if you can. So like Morgan's saying, you can really see all of your shoes and display those. And if you're going to be using a closet system or even a cabinet guy, if you can make those all adjustable, then you can change that as your collection changes. Mm -hmm. So that will give you a lot of flexibility. The other thing you're going to want is drawers. Yes. Yes. Because that is something (laughs) I wish more people did. Yeah. (laughs) Get drawers. Get drawers in the closet. displayed pretty. Yes. Sometimes things fall. It doesn't stay neatly folded. Get more drawers. And you, and you really don't want to have to have, you know, your nightstands act as your dressers and have to like mm-hmm. run in there to get your skivs before you get everything yes. else, you know, to get dressed. And so yes. if you can, I think that luxury of having everything in one dressing room is the best gift you can give yourself. So you're not running around like, where, now where did I, where's, where are my stockings? <laughs> yeah. Where, where are all these different under layers? There's so many different layers that go on us. Totally. That when you can have them all in one spot, that is such a luxury. Yes. And yeah. And with drawers, usually... One thing that I think is interesting when you get drawings back from an architect, they will only have those lines around your closet drawn at 12, like 99% of the time that is the case. Those are the, those are the perpendicular walls that are going to hold all of your rods and hangers. She's saying the architect's only drawing those. He's only coming off the wall 12 inches on the drawing. Yeah. And so so you might think you have like, oh, I have all this space in the middle of the of the room for an island. Mm-hmm. But when you really start to draw that out with the actual depth of a hanger, you are around the 24 and therefore, oh my gosh, it shrunk. I can't even walk around this set island that I promised myself. <laughs> and so at that point you'd probably want to do a peninsula and the peninsula or the island is what's going to give you your drawers. Yeah. Um, if, and if you can't fit either of those, then you'll find a space on your wall Usually under a window, if you're using that guest bedroom, under a window is a great spot mm-hmm. to do that dresser drawers. And then you have a nice top that you can display a tray of your sunnies and your jewelry or your whatever perfume you want. bottles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the things. Yeah. And we always want to like in small spaces and large spaces, we always want to get mirrors mm-hmm. in a space again above a dresser is a great spot. You have one just, I think above your peninsula Yep, where you, it just like allows light to come in there. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's again, it's a luxury. A lot of closets are in on interior spaces and don't have a window. Right. In those cases, you have a skylight. I do. I have a skylight right. in my closet. Uh-huh. And then my husband has a flush mount over his section. I have a flush mount over my section. So we have plenty of light day or night to be able to get dressed by. And then we have a big mirror that helps bounce that light around. And we also have a mirror on the back of our door that's a full length mirror. 
So be sure and get a full length mirror in there. I have a little ottoman in my section so I can pull my boots on or pull my pants off. So it is a luxury, but if you can get a little seat in your closet somehow, even if it's just a little ottoman to be able to sort of balance on or sit on, um, that's, that's something that's also going to make your closet feel like a dressing room. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, hope this is helpful. Um, Morgan, it's been so fun having you on here, sharing all your tips and tricks with all of our um, listeners today. And I hope this will be really fun for you guys in the new year to rethink your closet and make it a space that you really love when you get dressed in the morning. It's a fun thing to do, to go in there and feel like a fashion plate instead of feel like it's this terrible task to have to try and pull together an outfit. So anyway, hope that helps. Uh, Again, great having you, Morgan, and we'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 